Hey, hey, welcome to the Screen Geeks podcast, the all Batman edition. I'm Sean and he's Christian. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, today, anything and everything Batman, we're going to do a retrospective on all the different incarnations and series of Batman. And we're going to do our own personal top three lists of who we think the best Batman, Bruce's Wayne's and Joker's were of all time. So stick around. All right. So here we go. We're going to start with Batman. That's what we said, right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to do our top three Batman starting with number three. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, Go for it. Okay. So my number three is an oldie, but a goodie kind of started, started out the, the, comic book movie genre well i guess superman started it in the 70s but this brought it back was in tim burton's 1989 batman michael keaton number three so michael keaton obviously he's he's a classic you know um that's that's my childhood he was the batman when i was a kid that's that's what i remember he i mean michael keaton's a great actor period so him playing batman i felt like he really seemed intimidating he had like it's funny because in those movies and we'll talk about those movies later there's a lot of times where batman almost took a back seat to whoever the villains were in those movies but Mm -hmm. you always still thought of michael keaton as the star of the movie um which i mean he's the titular role so yeah he was batman but i love michael keaton i love his version of batman that's my number three Okay. Okay. Um, so this is probably going to get some backlash, but oh no, get the it, tomatoes it, ready. Yep. And it's taken. I, I think it wasn't until um, the Snyder cut, but okay. my number three has become Ben Affleck, and I it, it didn't used to be. And I know a lot of people are going to hate that answer, and I get it, but I have gone back and rewatched some of his performances and i've watched you know like uh the snyder cut i've watched like four times now even though it's like four <laughs> right <laughs> and uh there's just something that i've grown to really appreciate about his batman role and i i, I it, it like it's just made me realize that he like when i was thinking about this list more and more even up to today he uh he just he, he to me he does that kind of older batman very well that's what right, i like about it that's right. what they were going for that's what that was about they weren't going for the younger like uh you know christian bell type batman like this is what they were going for i actually have grown to appreciate it more and yeah. uh you know and i've always ben affleck as a person seems like pretty trashy <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Ben, <laughs> but uh, like I, I can't deny I love him as an actor. I love his movies, uh, and uh, I've I've just grown to to really like appreciate his Batman role. Yeah, no, I I like him a lot as Batman, and I like I have such respect for the way he just got fucking ripped for that. You know those movies, yeah. like he is just a thick girthy muscle of flesh you know like 
Yes. Like he is intimidating in that role. You know, this ain't Armageddon Ben Affleck. You know, this is this is a beast. And that's the that's what I appreciate too is like anytime an actor and you know, I mean, well, Christian Bale is in Michigan, like he, you know, he always goes to extremes for his roles. Right. Um, but like for like, do you know how hard it is to put on that kind of fucking muscle in that yeah. time frame to like prepare for a movie and the dedication to do it? And yeah, you know, and you're right, he got fucking huge and to the point where it was it was like like, yeah, this is an older Batman that's just been continuously you know bulking up throughout life you know and he's just yeah. that gritty kind of strong like like and i i i just yeah i i enjoy it yeah all right good choice for my number two this one's a little outside the box kind of um but again i'm thinking of you know batman from my childhood and if i if you if i close my eyes and i think of batman what do i think of and I think of Batman, the animated series and Kevin Conroy playing the animated Batman, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, a dozen other of those animated movies, the entire Batman, the animated series, the Batman Beyond animated series, his and voice it, and the way. And wasn't he in uh, some of the video games? Oh, um, yeah. He's done a ton of the video games. He even made an appearance in some of those like CW DC shows as like a Bruce Wayne Batman character, which was awesome to actually see him in live action playing Batman. I mean, he never had the cowl on, but you know, he was, he was the Bruce Wayne character. Um, But like, yeah, like I close my eyes. I can just hear his voice and that's what Batman sounds like to me. So he's my number two. And it's funny because, I was going back and forth between him and Banana Fuck. And I know, like, you know, anybody that's listening for like, yeah, why didn't you fucking pick Kevin Conner? I'm like, I know. And you're right. Like, his voice, I can hear it. I appreciate Like, I think he has fucking years of work, obviously, in the role. And yeah. he was almost there. And I only switched him out because of what I said. I said Affleck. But no, that's a good, that's a good pick. Um, my number two is your number three is Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, it, it, again, it's we we were too young to really uh you know appreciate. Yeah. I know like some people yeah. are gonna like well even like back in the sixties you know like when people are like oh Adam West Adam West is the original Batman I'm like yeah but like by the time we watch this like honestly it, you know it was kind of corny like for what we you know it was like the Bam Pow right, you know right. it, and you know now how many comedy roles have we seen adam weston and you just hear his voice in or the yeah, mayor and yeah. family guy it, it's kind of like i say like ruined like batman for, but it just it, it makes me look it makes me look at him differently but um but when i think about yeah like the first like real like batman movie we saw was batman was the original batman and it was for for that time too it was pretty fucking like groundbreaking there hadn't been like it's like that like that's what kicked off like the comic book yeah uh, you know and it didn't even like it slowly built and obviously now we're in an age where you know with marvel and everything it's huge but like you know there wasn't really a lot of movies that we had experienced like that where you're you're gonna see these kind of characters like come to life and you know in real life and 
you know, and, um, and I remember too, like, like when I go back and watch it and stuff like Michael Keaton at that time, like he was like coming off of like Beetlejuice and stuff. Like who would have thought he was going to be like a good Batman, you know, right, like right. It, he was, it, a, he it, was a comedy actor for sure. Yeah. You know, I he, think he even was a stand up comic too. Yeah. And he, he did like, uh, like Mr. Mom and yeah, he was coming off Beetlejuice where he's just like this crazy fucking character, you know, but yeah, Tim Burton saw something in him where he was like, no, he, you know, he's going to be a great Batman. And he really was like, that's what I, I think back to like, that was like the original fucking Batman that I remember. And I, I love his role. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. So my number one to me was no contest, honestly. Um, everything about it, except for one little detail is just perfect. The one little detail is he had to do this gruffled, I'm Batman voice, but it's <laughs> Christian Bale. He's the ultimate Batman. He, you know, putting aside like the beauty of those three movies, but even his portrayal of Batman as like a tortured soul who's haunted by the death of his parents, who's trained in these different martial arts. He, you know, he's, he's a ninja in a suit, honestly trying to like fight crime and, um, you know, do what's best for his city, completely selfless. Um, he just, he looks the part he, he, brought such like legitimacy to the role of batman we had you know we had just come off of like crazy you know batman and robin with mr freeze and poison <laughs> ivy that was that was honestly like a cartoon in live action you know those movies had they had no um gravitas anymore but christian bale's batman brought it back down to earth at no point do you think this isn't something based in reality. And I think a lot of that has to do with him as a, as a character, you know, he, he really just played the role perfectly. Yeah. And that's obviously my number one too. Um, because it was, it was the first time, like, again, we love, you know, Batman, Batman returns. Great. Forever. Batman Forever, I still will enjoy watching from time to time. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but, you know, obviously it's, it, it was diminishing. Yeah. Then we get to Batman and Robin and you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. You know? Right. But, um, and that's but nothing even, to say against George Clooney either. Like, no. I, I like George Clooney. And, and the, the only thing is, is like, you watch that and you think that's George Clooney, you know? And it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible script. It's terrible dialogue. It, you know, they they made that movie to sell toys at McDonald's. Like there, there there's yep. nothing about that movie that anybody, even the people making it, I think thought had any kind of substance. So it had nothing to do with George Clooney. But yeah, that was that was an awful, awful movie. Yeah, no, I, I can't even remember the last time I watched it, honestly, because it's one of those movies I just... Right. But yeah, I, and um, so... You know, of course, in the first couple, like, I still love those movies, but we're already jumping right into Batman, you know, and yeah. he's just this, he's already this figure, and, you know, and he's just, he's just Batman, but, like, with Christian Bale, we get to see, like you said, we get to see his background more, we get to see him training, we get to see that he, they make it 
so believable as him being a human, you know, like stepping into this role and just going through this brutal training for years and years and years. And then combining that with the fact that he is the billionaire and he has access to all this technology and utilizes it. And it's so it was like the first time that it felt, I mean, it's still a movie, honestly, but it felt believable, you know, opposed to like, just like a comic book character could do anything like you, you more felt for him as a person and even like him, you know, like he wake up to do pushups and I mean, he's just covered in fucking bruises and fucked up, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, so he, he, he just, and you can just tell he was so committed to the role and it was in between, I want to say that he bulked up for that and then lost all the weight to play the fucking meth head in, um, yeah. in uh, the fighter and then had to re-bulk back up for the next back. I think that was the order that he did it in. Yeah, and, it, and I'm like, that is such dedication. Like, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, to me, he's, he, we'll, we'll see what happens in the new Batman, but right now it's hard to top him. And yeah, the only, the only thing is the, you know, and right. that's forever. Like making fun of like, if he could have just changed his voice a little bit, like, I think that would have. And honestly, made- it's like, I don't even know if I want to blame him. Like, you know, and I, I mean, I would never talk shit about christopher nolan but if you're the director and you think that voice uh, then again christopher nolan may not may not care about people's voices because when you get to bane like it sometimes it was like inaudible <laughs> you know what he was yeah. saying but um but yeah you know it could have been a directing note like this is what they want you know some something to differentiate the bruce voice versus the batman voice i guess but um i mean regardless it's still the best it- portrayal yes uh, yeah and i think uh, you know it's hard to argue that. all right so if you've got batman you have to have his his alter ego i guess although bruce wayne <laughs> is not really an alter ego that's kind of who he really is and batman's more of the alter ego if you really think about it but mm-hmm. um but the the bruce is wayne uh do you want to go first this time sure um so this might be surprising but when it comes to bruce wayne I'm going to go with Val Kilmer. And okay. when I watch, when I go back and watch Batman Forever, again, it's one of those kind of guilty pleasure movies because there, there are things I do enjoy about that movie. You know, um, yes, it, that's the point where it became like over the top and just kind of goofy. And, um, you know, it was definitely way different than the first couple. And there's, there's, not a lot to defend about it but like if you isolate some of the just bruce wayne scenes as with val kilmer like i think he actually did a really good job playing this like billionaire like kind of you know good looking playboy like type um bruce wayne character that nobody was gonna think is batman you know and and back you know back then when he made it too like val kilmer was fucking huge at that point too and so when i think just isolating just the bruce wayne character i appreciate val kilmer's role yeah so val val is also my number three um yeah every everything you said i i second um i feel like him playing bruce is 
he doesn't have a lot of facial expressions. He's very stoic in his in his acting. Yet his portrayal, just through what he does, like in his eyes and the subtle way he talks, you really get a sense of who he is. He's really like this this guy with demons that he doesn't want to let anybody see. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's hard to do. It's 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 easy to do if you're gonna play it over the top. But that that wasn't him. And even though that movie is kind of over the top with you know, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones taking it to 11, really. Um, <laughs> Val Kilmer didn't do it. He stayed very grounded in, in the role in a very cartoony movie, which I think is hard to do. Um, and so yes. I, I, that's why I put him on my list too. And I think when we're, when we're just talking about Bruce Wayne, not, that, I don't have anything against his Batman either, but when we're just talking about Bruce Wayne, I feel like he is kind of the, the archetype that you're looking for. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny you mentioned that the way he was able to be that way within a movie that was so over the top at times, you know, and he just remained in that character. And I just, yeah, I I, I really thought he did well in that. Yeah. All right, hit me with number two. Uh, well, number two is my number three Batman, which is Ben Affleck, because um, I. I think he did really well. And again, this is like showing him like a, you know, a little bit older Bruce Wayne, a little bit older Batman. And he, Ben Affleck is like the fucking good looking, like playboy type, you know, billionaire, but yet he, but he also is, he plays that role very not stoic, like Val Val Kilmer, but you know, he's just a very cool, confident, um, like, playboy type you know like where where you know people would expect to almost see on a bruce wayne you know type person and that people wouldn't expect him to be batman either yeah and and he's my number two also so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i love ben affleck i i love him in the batman role if I, I like i i went back and forth on if i wanted to put him on my batman list or my bruce wayne list and I decided on the Bruce Wayne list mostly because how I talked about how he bulked up. Like when I think about like Bruce Wayne, I think about like, I, I look at Ben Affleck out of the costume just because anybody in the costume can look thick. You know, they make these like mm-hmm. muscly suits, you know, you could put, you know, a, a 95 pound crackhead in one of these Batman suits and he can look like he's built. Yeah. But when he's just wearing a a shirt that's two sizes too small and you can see those abs like popping through like he 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 is like thick thick you know and so i think of him like as bruce wayne and it's like you look at that guy and it's like yeah he he could go out there and just fuck people up you know like i don't want to mess with that kind of power he does he you know I mean, Ben Affleck is like a suave, rich playboy type person, you know, Um, or at least he has been in the past, you know. Um, So it's like that easily transfers over to the Bruce Wayne character, you know. So you you can see him doing that because it it feels real, you know. Yeah. And that's why one of the reasons why, too, like Michael Keaton was my number two Batman, but he he maybe in the top five Bruce Wayne's, but I don't even know if it's that, like, like I way more appreciated his Batman than I did his Bruce Wayne, you know? Um, Like I thought Ben Affleck portrayed it better. And yeah. 
And what I what I also love about Affleck's Bruce Wayne is, you know, Batman, the character Batman is a detective. Or that's what, you know, that's how he started. Detective comics, you know, he's a detective. And you see Ben Affleck actually doing research and, you know, investigating things, looking into things. And it seems real, you know? Yeah. Even if he's not just some rich dude, like it, he has intelligence, you know? He he doesn't, the, the character of Batman in general is different than a lot of heroes because he doesn't have superpowers. Or Ben even has that line in one of those movies, like, you know, what's your power? And he says, I'm rich, yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, I think that he he really pulls off the fact that this is somebody that regardless of having all this tech and having all this money and having all these um, gadgets really could like figure things out and really would like solve crimes and, you know, try to stop bad people. And when you see those muscles, like you could see he could do it too. Yeah. And you're talking about the invest investigative work, like it even shows in, um, in the justice league, like, I mean, the way he tracked, down everyone to try to recruit them you know right. and like and how long that took him and you know the technology he used and, and to, to find you know these superheroes that nobody else could have found you know so yeah. I, you know like that i did like that and what i'll what i'll give him props for also is this is somebody that never had uh, his own standalone movie you know there was no movie to like introduce this incarnation of batman that um you know to build his character you know yes. we, the first time we see him is in batman versus superman and you're just kind of dropped into this is who he is and even though he's a much different version than christian bale's batman you always like understood like what his motivations were you understood his character it's a different version of the character but you understood his character without all that real estate of an entire standalone movie to build that up you know yeah no i i i again like i said earlier i've grown to appreciate his his role more um than probably a lot of people might have yeah all right so num number numero uno well, for me, it's the same as my number one Batman, and that's going to be Christian Bale. Um, I just think he did both roles fucking awesome. And his Christian Bale, too, like, he plays the role of, like, I mean, you see the struggle within him. You see the, the like, his demons. You see everything with him when he wants to show, but then he also is able to sacrifice his image to be just this fucking billionaire playboy, you know, like bringing the models into the fountain type, you know, the, like I'm buying this hotel uh, when he's at dinner with Harvey Dent, you know, like, I mean, he is able to do all this shit and not have an ego for the fact that he's actually fucking sacrificing so much in his life and doing amazing things as batman yeah. you know and but yet he you know and it, it just shows like even at the end of batman begins 
you know, like you made the paper, it was like page eight or whatever. It's like bil- drunk billionaire burns right. down his castle, you know, like, and really it's like, no, he fucking saved the city, you know, but, yeah. uh, but he, you know, he's never gonna want to step up and, and take credit for that's not who he is. And, and he knows he needs to like separate those two lives and maintain, you know, like this persona of like, yeah, I'm just this fucking playboy fucking billionaire you know whatever rolling up in fucking whatever that was a lamborghini with like girls sitting in each other's laps like so yeah he's my number one yeah and and we're simpatico today he's my number one also and i'll tell you why and you touched on it a little the brilliance of christian bell's bruce wayne is that in those batman movies he actually plays three characters. He plays Batman, he plays Bruce Wayne, but then he also plays Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne. He has to play mm. Bruce Wayne as a grounded character, who he really is. This person struggling with the death of his parents, this person struggling with his want to do good, this person struggling with the dual identity of him versus the bat. But then he also, and probably the hardest version of him to portrayal at you know bruce wayne can easily play batman he understands that but him having to play that guy in the fountain that's much harder for him i feel like and christian does such a good job of showing both versions of the bruce wayne being bruce wayne that's the character that these movies are based around you know and playing the 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 role of bruce wayne that has to be this public image that has to be the billionaire that burned down his mansion so the fact that bale can do both of those in the same like movie slash series and you always understand that even when he's playing this character when he's at dinner with dent when he's putting on the the facade of I'm a rich billionaire. I'm going to take the entire Russian ballet out on this yacht with me. That, <laughs> that that's not who he really is. That he, to me, Christian Bale playing that version of the Bruce Wayne is, is torture for him. Bruce doesn't want to be doing that stuff. He hates it, but he, yeah. he knows it's a means to an end. And the way that Bale can play both of those versions of the same Bruce Wayne character is masterful. Yeah, and it's like you get to see him when he's around Alfred or Lucius, like the Bruce Wayne that is the actual Bruce Wayne. And you're right. Then he has the public Bruce Wayne. And and so, no, it it was great because he does have to play three roles. And the public Bruce Wayne is him acting and not in just a way that he has to just like act whatever but like you said i mean it goes against everything he even fucking stands for and is as a person and it and it's hard for him but he does it because he knows it's good for the city yeah in the end you know and so yeah again i think we'll find out next friday but it's gonna be hard to top right for me Christian bale yeah all right, well, good job with your list. <laughs> All right, right so, back at you. <laughs> right, so we're gonna move on to Joker. We we already off air talked about it. It's obvious. We both know not only who the best Joker of all time is, but the best performance of acting ever. 
was Heath Ledger as the Joker. So we'll definitely spend some time on that, but there, you know, there's no point in sitting around with anticipation. We both know where this is headed, but let, let's hear <laughs> yeah. what, what the other two were. So uh, you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my number three Joker, and this is the one pick that I feel like uh, is, is, is my most controversial and okay okay um even me like saying it i almost feel like oh man am i really saying this but my number three is jared leto and let me defend this pick so jared leto was in the biggest piece of shit movie there was that first suicide squad movie he had nothing good to to like do you know i've heard that 80% of his scenes got cut out of that movie the I hate the way that he looks the look of the Joker his version of the Joker um especially those stupid fucking cap teeth it's just it's ridiculous but it's almost like a gangster like weird like I don't know yeah but none of that's on Jared and he had the impossible task of being the next Joker after Heath Ledger and there there was almost nothing he could do to win. He can't do a Heath Ledger impression. You know, he can't try to do that same thing. He'd get scared. And yeah. if he tries to do something too different, then he's going to get scared because, well, that's not the Joker or that doesn't, you know, that's not as good of a version of the Joker, but you're never going to be as good of a version of the Joker as what Heath Ledger did. So I feel like he was set up to fail from the beginning I don't think they did him any justice with his look, but I do think that whereas Heath had this way where you, you, you watch his character and you just know this guy, whatever room this guy goes into, he's the smartest guy in the room. He comes off like a maniac, but this is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto walks into a room and you think this is a fucking psychopath. Like yeah. there, there's no reasoning with him. There's no, um, th- there's no like talking to him. There's no making him see a different viewpoint. He's just, he's straight up, a you know, a paranoid schizophrenic escaped mental patient playing this role. Um, and, and I mean, you said you watched it four times. Like, I think yes. that the one scene that he's in, yes. in Zack Snyder's Justice League completely mm-hmm. makes up for the the shit storylines of the entire first suicide squad movie and that one scene in Zack snyder's justice league shows you kind of what could have been the relationship between him and ben affleck as batman like that's a relationship i want to see that's that's a that's a portrayal that i would buy a ticket for to see more of that and it's a shame that we probably never will and i i kind of feel bad for jared leto that he took so much shit for his version of the joker but i just i kind of feel like he was set up to fail from the beginning so until the snyder cut he would never make my top and I'm so glad you went with him for number three because he's my number three. And I would not, had we done this list a couple of years ago, he would definitely not. Like it it, it, it wasn't enough. You know, I think he got put in a bad movie. They cut out so many of his scenes anyways. 
Um, I think Jared Leto is a great actor on his own. And then, um, but after watching the Snyder Cut, that last fucking scene had enough of an impact on me to be like, he could have easily been one of the best Jokers. Had we seen, had Snyder continue his vision, what he wanted to do, and why he did that little clip to show what could have been, you're right. I would love to see that movie. I would love to see him and Batman, like the, their fucking relationship with each other, you know? And yeah. the way he, he acts in that scene too, is just, it's, it's what I would have wanted out of him. You know, I, would, I didn't want that fucking weird grilled, you know, shorter, like her, like, fucking driving around that seat you know he's like in the yeah. like i mean there were so many things that yeah i mean i i think he was set up from failure from the beginning but just seeing him in that post scene uh i was so fucking just drawn into that scene yeah. for a lot of reasons but right. like seeing him and his back and forth with ben affleck and just the look on his face and like the way, I mean, it's everything about it was just enough. That's all I needed to see to say, okay, that was a great Joker performance. And I, if he was set in a movie where he was able to do this, I think he could have been great. Yeah. And what was so cool about that scene too, is like, if you look back to the dark Knight, like the very last scene that um, Heath is in, where Batman's got him hanging like upside down and he mm -hmm. makes the comment that that you complete me you know it's like they're they're like a like a zin and zang like they you know they they're each they're each one side of a coin you know and they kind of need the other one to like progress mm -hmm. it, in this one scene like you really get the feel that Ben Affleck and Jared Leto are connected like they're, they're almost like partners at this point regrettingly like Batman does not want to have to work with this guy, but it is almost, you almost get the impression that that's what, had we seen more of this universe fleshed out, that's what they were going for to the point where each of them needs each other for something. And while they're the biggest enemies, maybe they're also kind of friends too. Not, not that they want to be, but I think they're forced to be at times. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic that you don't see in any of these um comic book type movies right yeah and he uh and you know and you can see too like okay once they save the world together they're gonna go back to you know like right right either, but but they do need each other at that point otherwise you know like that you know it, it, it ben affleck would have never been bringing him along you yeah. know if, if he didn't recognize the fact that he could greatly help them in that fight you know and yeah. and and joker he wants to watch the world burn in certain aspects but he doesn't want what's going on he wants to be the one that is causing the chaos and right. within a world that is still running somewhat but so he's like yeah i got you know i gotta do this too but yeah i I don't know that it would ever happen, but I feel like after 
the positive response that the Snyder Cut got, I mean, my God, it was like, yeah. even when it was building up, I was worried about it. I was like, oh my God, I hope this isn't like all this talk, all this build up, and it's going to be a huge disappointment. And my God, when I watched that movie, I think I told you, yes. um, when the first night it came out, it was uh, like, I had to work the next day, actually. And I was like, okay, well, I know it's split into several parts and stuff. Like a watch, maybe half it, like, no, I watched the whole fucking four hour thing until like two in yeah. the morning. Yeah. You know, I couldn't stop watching it. And, and it, it, like, I don't think many people will, will argue that it was a fucking masterpiece of a movie for like, it's, it to me is easily at least with the first Wonder Woman up there is the best DC film, I think. Um, and I'm just going to say it because I just, for a movie like that, with that many characters stuff, you need it to be four hours you you can't do a movie like that two hours you just yeah. can't and we got to see so much more you know in that movie and i so i hope that you know there's going to be so much positive response that's coming off it that maybe one day snyder will be able to finish his yeah you know, like idea, like I never thought we were gonna get the Snyder cut. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I would hope for that. It for some reason it seems like Warner Brothers is really like going out of their way to say no, this is done. Like to the point where they even won't consider Zack Snyder's Justice League canon. Like the the Joss Whedon version is still the official version for this universe. And it's just, it's so weird how, and I guess we're kind of talking about the movies now more than our list, but whatever. Um, it's so weird how, you know, with the exception of that, that you know, one extra scene that Snyder shot for his version of the, the Justice League, that the rest of that four hour movie was, foot, was footage they already had, you know, like that was the movie he shot. And the fact that the, the Joss Whedon version is just, a completely different movie is really bizarre. Like I, I wish one day we would get like the real story about what all went down with all that, but it's just really strange what they, knowing that that's the footage they had and that's the script they had. And those were the storylines they had. And they pretty much scrapped 75% of it. And Josh shot his own stuff and they edited a bunch of weird stuff, a weird storyline with this Russian family and just so many like really terrible jokes and stuff like that. The fact that Zack Snyder's Justice League existed and that's not the version that they went with is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. And that that's the thing. It's like, it's almost like it's like a fucking ego thing or stubbornness with Warner Brothers to be like, nope, this is the version. And you're like, I mean, you like, you guys like read, right? You're right. Like, pay attention to like the world. Like you realize that I, I, I would like to meet the person that says that Josh Whedon's version is better than Snyder's. Like, like, yeah. Does Tell that me, person exists? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, please make that. Honestly, argument. I don't even think Joss Whedon would say that. So yeah, like, how I how could you defend his movie? Like, it's not even, it's not even close. And yeah. and also too, like, for how dark the movie was and stuff, like that movie needed to be rated R. Like, oh yeah, I like we've talked about before. Like, some movies have to be rated R. Like, Deadpool I don't needs to be rated R. 
Yeah, can you imagine if Deadpool, like the uh, a third one came out, it was PG thirteen? Right. Like Jesus Christ! Like, no, that's a movie that needs to be a hard R, yeah. you know. And and Just League didn't need to be like a hard R, like not as bad as like Deadpool, but it 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 made it so much darker and made it more real and gave more it made it just more authentic and and yeah adding all that time too was was just building more of the story and it needed that and i i and i it's it's just weird that they gave him the it was like 20 million or something for him to finish editing and stuff it was, and it was like, like 60 million or was it that much Jesus, 60 like, 70 million yeah but i oh, think a fuck. lot of that went on like like all new special effects because yeah you know the version like that they they cut like they didn't they didn't complete any of the effects because they weren't going to use that footage so and yeah the, the the cgi in that movie does look really good at times especially i would say the second half of the movie um that, that was pretty much all footage that we never saw before you know um yeah and, and it looks good you know uh so i think that's where a lot of the money went and obviously you know they did do a little bit of reshoots um not not much though you know like 90 98 percent of that movie is stuff that they had already shot yeah and so it like to me it's kind of weird that they were actually willing to invest that money uh and promote this and let this release and then yeah you know it'd be one thing if it flopped it'd be one thing if everyone's like wow that was a piece of shit you know but the fact that everyone's like my god that was like, 10 times better than yeah. the other one like this is what you want to see and for them to be like okay nope that's it that's all we want like that's also weird to me too like, i think to- i think mainly it comes down to that there was all that um fan you know viral internet chatter about release the snyder cut and it was crescendoing at just the right time when warner brothers was launching hbo max and they wanted to get butts in the seats they needed subscribers you know and so what bigger way to make a splash than you know i mean if you're launching an app like that i'm sure you've got a budget of over a hundred million dollars. Oh, oh, I mean, over a billion dollars for, for marketing. Like you have to know you're going to spend money to market stuff. So yeah, throw 60, 70 million at Zack Snyder, let him finish his movie. You know, that they, they, they can create a brand new movie that people are going to subscribe to see. And the beauty of it is they've already shot most of it. So you can give him a little bit of money, let him finish his special effects. It looks like you're doing a public service because this is what the fans are like, demanding and you get people subscribing to your app yeah no i mean that part is true because that i i definitely know i was a subscriber then at that point to you know watch yeah. that i i i don't know like i'm just i i'm not thinking they're gonna let him continue but i'm not completely ruling it out i'm not saying it won't happen well, i mean again you know. i think we've said this before but 10 years from now who knows what'll happen yeah. You know, like right now that, you know, right now they're putting all their eggs in launching this new Rob Pattinson Batman and they've got like their Flashpoint movie coming out, you know, that's that's bringing back Batfleck and bringing back Michael Keaton and various other multiverse type things. Um, but in a few years, if if their movies have fizzled out, if the third Wonder Woman and the second Aquaman like don't do the kind of business that they're obviously hoping it will do, 
then yeah, why not try something new? And you know, what what better well to go back to than that one where you've already got a story laid out that people want to see continue. Yeah, true. All right, so back to the list. All right, so my number two Joker, similarly to my number two Batman, is the Joker from the animated series, and that's Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker. His his laugh is the Joker's laugh. If I think of the Joker laughing, it's Mark Hamill from Batman the Animated Series, from the Arkham games, from so many animated series over the years uh he 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 plays a very twisted joker and a maniacal one and you always understand his motivations you always understand uh what he what he's going for and really when i think of the joker i i think of mark camel okay um i know this is maybe not going to be a pick that everyone agrees with but um my number two is gonna be walking phoenix um so this movie obviously exists kind of like you know it's not like the comic like the comic book movies obviously right and it's more of an origin story and it's more of like seeing where he could have gone but I, I've watched that movie several times and I can't help but just love his fucking performance in that movie. Like as a, like seeing a backstory of someone who you really actually can see going this deep into madness like this. Like yeah. he, he already had mental illness problems and then like looking at the world around him and the way he's treated and you know in his relationship with his mom and then what he finds out and you know like everything like you see this spiral of this like just this man that goes so deep into everything and by the time he gets there like i i was all there for it like i i really think that he did a great job no it's not like Heath Ledger it's you know it's a lot different but I just really appreciated you know what walking and he also what he did do his body I mean you see look at some of the scenes like with the shirt yeah. off and stuff like how much yeah. weight he lost in like to, you know and I think he just really became this character of Arthur you know and and to see how like it was like believable to see how someone could spiral down into that and it i don't know if there's gonna be more of him if there'd be a sequel or if he would ever get introduced into an actual batman movie who knows um but just standalone performance i just i just think it was a great performance yeah and so here's here's why i didn't put that on my list is if we're just looking at the performance you're right like that is a that is a really creepy, like sickening portrayal of a person with mental illness. And Joaquin does it better than anybody, I think, when it comes to like Im- like immersing yourself in a character like that. But my problem with it, not even a problem, but the reason why I can't include it is because if you take away the title of the movie Joker, 
this movie's really just a movie about a sick guy with mental illness and his collapse of reality you know the 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 more that he goes into like his um you know like the the deeper and deeper he gets into the movie the less and less humanity he has left in him and i feel like that could be any character you know it 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 it's not necessarily the joker you know i don't know if you can drop joaquin into a batman movie and it it makes sense you know so while i think that movie is a really interesting movie you know that was kind of more like a, one of those like 70s scorsese movies at times and Joaquin's performance in it is really good and dark and disturbing. It just doesn't scream Joker to me. Like I said, if, if, if the movie's not called Joker and you take out these very few little, you know, like, a, you know, he, he goes to Wayne Manor at the end of that movie and just a few little things, it's not even really like a, a Batman movie or in the Batman universe, it seems like. So that's the only reason why I didn't include him. Yeah, and that was why, like, I knew it was going to be, like, you know, not everyone is going to agree, but uh, there were a couple things that made me add it, and it was just those couple moments of, like, him meeting Bruce Wayne, and then the whole thing with Bruce Wayne's dad, like, and how fucked up he got from realizing, like, you know, how crazy his mom was too and that she lied to him his whole life and like it it, so it was like enough for me to look at like this is such an early early stage of someone that becomes like i could see a sequel where to now he's he's really fully embraced that joker role and starts to do more of you know the joker type uh things and where you know now flash forwards a little bit to where we're seeing more of you know now like because i feel like they did just a tiny bit enough to like he has some kind of already early tie to bruce wayne and that family and kind of has it out for him at this point too you know and 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 again fuck if it wasn't for his performance it wouldn't be on that list like i mean there's no there's no doubt it's a good performance and and so that's the only reason why i included it all right so let's talk about the man the myth the legend when i heard much like i feel like everybody in the world that heath ledger was going to play the joker (laughs) i thought this is terrible casting and that has nothing to do with heath ledger because i am slash was a huge heath ledger fan those 10 things i hate or not 10 things i hate yeah yeah yeah, 10 things i hate about you uh you know you're like the the, um, um um the night what a night's tale yeah the night's tale yeah uh, like all, all these movies with him and you're like yeah thank you but that's what those are the movies he's in that's yeah. like his role you know and then i saw i saw 10 things i hate about you in the theater over 10 times yeah. um i saw a night's tale multiple times and i still watch a night's tale at least once a year you know that's a movie that i think is kind of looked at as a joke but i i love that movie i think it's really good it has a really good yeah. message about you know changing your destiny um, and I really like 10 Things I Hate About You. Even to this day, I still want, you know, yeah. like I think it's a, a cool rom-com. And, you know, uh, it's early, early Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Too, right. Like, Which with, is another uh, one of my favorites. Where'd you kiss? Kiss in, in the yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just, yeah. It, 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 like, I know, I really like it. But you're right. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, are you, are you serious? Right. <laughs> right. And, and, and 
the like all of that um was completely alleviated the first time that i saw the, just the original teaser trailer for the dark knight just hearing his voice because like i said i i saw 10 things i hate about you over 10 times in the theater by the time the dark knight came out i had probably seen that movie over 100 times i know what heath ledger's voice is i've seen the patriot a bunch of times the knight's tale all these movies he did like i know heath ledger's voice and just hearing that laugh and hearing the why so serious like that didn't sound like Heath Ledger and you watch that movie and it's like you see him and it's like well that looks like him but at no point do I ever think that's Heath Ledger that's the Joker you know I said talking about Clooney that I liked him as Batman but anytime I saw him it's it's Clooney Clooney. it's George (laughs) Clooney but that is that is not Heath Ledger that's the Joker. And putting aside how brilliant the movie is, you know, just from a technical angle and the writing and the directing and everything like that, the subtlety of Heath's performance, just doing the simplest things, you know, and it's like things that I can't even like say out loud, but just the way he he holds like a knife or the way he scoops his hair back or like licks his lips the li- li- yeah the licking of the lips and like it's just it's it's terrifying and it's just he's got this like visceral like sickness to him you know and like i said like you see that guy walk into a room and you're terrified because you know he's demented and you know he he like literally would have not a second thought about killing anybody in that room but you know that he's just a brilliant genius. And the fact that we never get any kind of backstory for him is, is super intriguing. You know, I, I think it would like cheapen it almost if we did see his backstory, but I'm so curious to know like what his real like upbringing was and what his real story was, you know, three different times he starts to tell a story about how he got his scars. So we obviously know that none of them are probably true, but how did he get those scars? You know, yeah. what, like there's just so many things about because he talks about his wife, he talks right. about his dad, right? Talks, you know, like you're, you're like, which one is real? But every time he tells that story, it's menacing. Like right. you and know, every like, time, like you, you know, you hear this story and you think, oh, well, that makes sense why he is the way he is, or you know, you just yeah, you, it, it and oh, just I, I love it so much. Like I watched The Dark Knight over today, and like by the end of the movie, I was in tears. You know, not just yep. because it's such a good movie, you know, just the the closing, you know, shots of Gary Oldman as Gordon talking to his kid about, you know, this is the, you know, the hero that Gotham needs right now. You know, he's, you know, the Dark Knight. It was like exhilarating, but <clears throat> watching every single frame that Heath's in that movie, which is, is not even that much, you know, it, this is not, he he probably only has like 24, 25 minutes of screen time, I feel like, but every frame he's in, he just steals the movie, you know? And Oh, even from the beginning, like I knew right away the opening scene, like, I mean, the the opening scene of that movie is already brilliant. Like, I mean, just starting off immediately with that bank heist. And, but then when he comes up and he hasn't said a word yet, and then he takes off his mask and the music kind of, and and you're like immediately you get chills and you're like you know this is going to be 
a great performance. But yeah, and, I mean, and, it, and it's going to be was... different. This this isn't Jack. You know, I said that about Clooney. You know, it's always Clooney. That's my that's my thing about Jack Nicholson's Joker is that's Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. You know, with makeup, right? Yeah. And and it's a cool movie and it's a cool like character and everything. But that's that's Jack Nicholson versus Batman. You know, yeah. this is not Heath Ledger versus Batman. This is the Joker, whatever that means. Because like I said, we don't know who he is. You know, this isn't Joaquin as Arthur. This isn't, um, you know, some other versions of the Joker where you, you, you know, Jared Leto, we know that he was, you know, in a mental institution and different things. Like we have no idea who this guy is, where, where he came from, what, what he's, why, why does he want to like be this anarchist or anything like that? Yeah, and nobody does. Like he popped up out of nowhere, and uh, it's and you're right. Like with his performance and the way he is and everything, it's almost like you don't want to know what what you know. It's almost better yeah. just to 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 not know. And my God, he's just he does it so good. And even like there are just a couple moments too where like when he's filming the guy and he's like, "Look at me!" Like the way, yeah he like it gives you chills like at times like right. where he you, you know like how fucking crazy he is and then um but he's also like he's so insane too like when the interrogation scene i love like you don't start with the head they get you know, like right. you know, when batman punches him he's like what does he say like they get all discombobulated yeah and at no point like do you ever think he's not in control of this situation yeah oh my god because then when he's like the look when he's sitting on the bench in the jail cell yeah oh I, man and it's just framed so so well and it's just like um and, and then you know after like he starts to escape and it's all i want is my phone call you know like yeah he it's like you know any other movie the bad guy is trying to get out of his cell to escape any other movie the bad guy wants that giant pile of money he doesn't pour gasoline on it and burn it you know but this is not your this is not your average villain this is not your average movie and i know that you know they planned for more you know like the the joker and batman were going to have that symbiotic relationship and it was going to be a back and forth thing but yeah because he's like i I can't kill you right right you know and it's just it's it's so sad that he passed away and like that was the other thing that had me like tearing up is just you know it was like you know dedicated to heath and he was only 28 years old and just like every movie he was in i just fucking love and you know i'm really happy that he he won the oscar that year for his portrayal Obviously, he wasn't around to see it, but um, his daughter accepted it for him, and that was heartbreaking, you know. Um, and it just—it's—it's uh, it's too bad that the best performance we've ever seen is—is is, you know, the you know the last thing that we're going to get to see from him. And what's crazy to think too is he unfortunately got typecast early on and again we didn't dislike his movies at all we loved his movies like but we never saw him as this kind of role nobody right. did because right. he did get typecast in fucking christopher nolan saw something in him that you know nobody else saw at the time and this would have not only opened up his return as a joker but really i 
think a lot of studios would have looked at him for different types of roles at that point you oh, know for sure and like wow like, i never knew he could do that because you're right it's not heath ledger in any fucking way yeah and and i just yeah even like when he escapes and then like the music gets like silent and he's in the back of the cop car and he's just oh, like out the chilling. window like it's chilling it is like he just like you said all his mannerisms everything he does like he's just and he's always got a plan he's always you know like one step ahead of you and he he he, he's not putting himself in a situation that he doesn't usually have a way i mean you know at the end he gets caught but but maybe maybe that's what he wanted too you know it's like we don't know where they were going to go with this and like i said that's true he, he always had a plan he was always the person in control you know, I feel like, you know, th- there would have been more to it, you know? Yeah, he can walk into a room full of mafia members and kill one with a pencil, but no, he's walking out of there. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, to like open up his jacket and have all those fucking grenades, like, sitting yeah. there, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and then like, I love the whole fucking, just like even small things, like, uh, what's he saying we're holding tryouts like yeah. break the pool stick and give yep. it to the those guys like do you, you know how fucking brutal that is like basically like he walks away like yeah one of you's coming through but it's the alive one you know yeah. <laughs> one of my you. favorite things which was again it's one of those like very subtle deliveries that he has but when he's telling the story about his scars the one about his dad and he just says like like my father was a drinker you know and yeah. he just says it so like um it's like the way he says it like you immediately know what what he means and like that's that's him putting this mental image in your head of what his childhood was but like i said that's probably all bullshit you know it, that, that because we the fact that we hear multiple versions of this same story tells you that they're not all true you know yeah because then even like it's so chill, like when he's talking about his wife and like he wanted her to smile and so he put the smile on his face and right. she couldn't like you know you know and it's like fuck what is true what's up but either way every time he tells it you're just like jesus you know yeah. like it and and uh no i i just like i fucking <laughs> i just i I, yeah. I can't say enough good things about his role like yeah. I, uh, forever so amazing so um i mean so those are our lists good lists um we we already kind of like touched on how we feel about some of these movies but do you want to go a little bit more in depth about all the series in general yeah um so i to me i think um i i just don't think that anyone's gonna beat the christopher nolan trilogy i mean it'll never happen there might be stuff we love and and that's fine. You can have two different things, but there's nothing that's going to be as flawless as the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, and that's the thing because and we hadn't even talked too much about the third one. But it, as much as even people want to say, and I agree, like you know, it's it's number three for it goes Dark Knight, Batman Begins, uh, then Dark Knight Rises for me. But yeah. having said that, that movie alone still is fucking amazing. It really, really is. And right. I love so much about that movie. And even with, you know, I know like, you know, some people had uh, 
um, a problem with Bane's voice at times and everything. But honestly, I still think Tom Hardy did a fucking awesome oh, he, job he, as Bane. Like Bane he, is one of the best villains. Not, not I'm not talking about Batman villains or comic book villains. Bane is one of the best villains of any movie ever. Like talk, you know, I we said about like Heath's character and how I thought he was always the smartest guy in the room. Like Bane is legitimately like a genius. Like yes. and and the power, you know, talk about like a meaty man. Like, and like yeah, and, what Tom and, Hardy put on to right. play that role. Like, and so and that him in that role makes you believe that he could break Batman's back. You know. Like, yes, I, I like that's like Mike Tyson in his prime. Like, I feel like he could, you know, he could kill Bill three inches away from my chest and put a hole in me, you know, <laughs> like the power that he has, you yeah. know, and, and there was and, this, uh, well, I was going to say this, I was going to say the subtle things that he would do to like that one scene where he, he says, do you feel like you're in control and the way he lays his hand on that guy's shoulder it's not yeah. even like grabbing his shoulder it was even more of a like like made the guy look even more powerless by just putting the back of his hand slowly you know on top yeah. of his shoulder you're like jesus like bane is this like yeah. he's this beast of a man that like you know and and he's always got a plan and he is extremely smart like everything just from the beginning of the plane everything he's always yeah. got a plan but well and, and you know i like that he was also trained by the league of shadows and all that stuff my one my one like issue and it's not even an issue but i don't like that at the end of the movie he's just second fiddle to talia like and he just kind of disappears from the movie you know, like this has been such a formidable foe, this whole movie. And then he's just kind of done at the end, you know, it, yeah. it was, it, his, his storyline was a little bit anticlimactic for me, um, but it doesn't take away from the movie. Um, I, I, too, think that that's the, the third best movie of the trilogy, but it's, you know, the worst Nolan movie is better than, you know, almost anything else out there. And, yeah, you know, I like I already said, I love Joe Gordon Levitt, um, you know, obviously setting it up that maybe he would continue one day as as Robin. Um, Gary Oldman in the whole series is fantastic. The thing about um, <clears throat> Dark Knight Rises is th there are so many good actors in small roles, you know, and what it does is even somebody that comes on screen for only like a couple lines like they add so much to it because they got really, really good actors to play every little part, which was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And um, I, I just think, yeah, to say like, yes, it's, it's the third best in the series. It's like, well, yeah, you always have to rank movies though. If you have a trilogy, like yeah. you're going to, the one's going to be your third favorite, but, again on its own it's still fucking amazing to right. me, you know and, and like uh and i just even love things like like what you're talking about with him being believable because like just the power he has and how big he is and everything but and it's things like seeing his backstory of being in that prison stuff and then yeah. so like when batman like shuts off the lights and bane is like uh you what do you say you have adopted the darkness like i was 
born it. like yeah. I, yeah you know like i mean he's just menacing in that part yeah. too like and you know like he not for one second like like really like batman had the advantage with the lights on it, yeah. you know like you know or more of an advantage i would say than he did like in the dark like because because yeah. he, he really feels like a like a foe that you can't beat yeah you know exactly he no matter what you do he's gonna have another angle you know and sometimes it's gonna be by brute force and sometimes it's gonna be by outsmarting you yeah and, and i like and, that and the way and it, you know it's a combination of the sound effects too, but like the way he hits and kicks and stuff i mean it does they do so good at like just showing how fucking insanely powerful he is you yeah. know and and so and for and me the other it, thing go ahead i'll say so yeah for me like even with that being quote unquote the third best like that you can't top the nolan trilogy yeah. it just can't i don't think it'd be done and i i personally love anne hathaway's selena kyle like yes. i you know if if we if we had thrown catwoman on on our list like she would have been my number one you know I, a lot of people love michelle pfeiffer and we'll talk about batman returns in a minute but michelle michelle pfeiffer was very much a comic book character like anne hathaway and the whole nolan trilogy like i talked about these aren't like comic book movies sure they're characters that came from comics but these are just movies like based in reality and i love like I love Anne Hathaway's version of it because sometimes she is doing bad things and sometimes she is like, you know, a villain, but there's other times, and, and this is really the way Catwoman is supposed to be, but there's other times where you kind of want her to help Bruce and you want her and him to be on the same side. And there's times that they are. And the fact that the end of that movie, you know, Alfred talks about how he had this like dream of, um, in the first movie when Bruce was gone for those seven years that he hoped Bruce would never come back. And that one day he would just randomly see him at a cafe in France and know that Bruce was happy and he got out and had a life. And, and they wouldn't say anything to each they other. wouldn't say anything to each other. Yeah. They would just both see each other and know. And that's the way they end that movie, <clears throat> which I, like that's, that's my interpretation of it. Some people I think want to say that, no, like Bruce actually just died in the, the plane from the bomb and that's just Alfred imagining it. And I, th I think when it came out, because between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, Nolan made Inception. So I think people were just like a little too much like, you know, <laughs> like is, what's is, real, what's is, not real. Yeah, is that top still spinning, you know, kind of thing. But uh, but they also went and added the line at the end of the um, autopilot right. being fixed. And that's what like, makes it make sense for sure. Yeah. Like if had they not added that, okay, but why would they add that? And then you know, like that. Yeah. No. So, I, uh, so I, yeah. So that was always my 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 interpretation of it, you know. And and I, I, I that that's what it is. I've just heard people like chatter about that in the past, but like I said, I think they're just um they're playing a little bit too much into the this is a dream within a dream within a dream. Type is, thing. is is the top still spinning? Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um. And so, and I like Liam Neeson coming back. Like I thought him as Ra's al Ghul was, was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, Batman Begins was really good. You know, again, coming off of Batman and Robin and the, the two Schumacher movies that are really like cartoons. And like I said, Batman and Robin is a movie made to sell toys and that's, that's it. So it, it was going to be kind of hard to like reboot that series because I feel like at that point it was kind of a joke. Like, people are just going to think this is another continuation. 
but it wasn't it was it was his own thing um <clears throat> what do you think about the whole katie holmes to maggie gyllenhaal thing so i mean i i thought that was so weird but i you know i i guess i'm trying to remember like i think the rumor was like katie holmes went on to make some movie that ended up bombing anyways and so she passed on this on this role um i personally liked katie holmes better than i did maggie gyllenhaal but you may disagree on that um it is unfortunate that i would have rather just seen maggie gyllenhaal in both or katie holmes in both right and that's uh, what i would say too is just because i i absolutely hate recasting and almost to the point where if katie holmes isn't going to be available and she can't be in that movie then that character is not in the movie even though it's such an important character for bruce and that's his motivation and everything like rewrite the fucking script you can come up with something i just i hate i hate changing actors because it just takes you out of it you know it's it's distracting and yeah like had they continued with katie holmes in both i would love it if maggie gyllenhaal had done it from the beginning i would love it they just don't even seem like the same character to me, you know? No, they're totally different. And that's like my problem with it is I think you're right. Like in the second one, you could almost rewrite it to like where you rewrite it to where you still mention her and, you know, things in, but I guess, you know, they're like, well, she's an important part. I get that, but I just, uh, and honestly, like no matter what, come on, no, no matter what she's doing, she's off filming a movie, she's doing whatever. If that's the real reason, you can't get her back for one scene you know it's like there's one scene where they've got two face in one room and bruce realizes that hey rachel dawes is back and she's she's in this other room you know like you back up the money truck you can get her for one scene at least you know even if you film it six months later you can do it so because harvey Dent was really more important like yeah. in the movie and got more screen time oh for and sure she could have been in that the most scene, important thing you know for her character in that movie is that bruce thinks he can get out because gotham will be okay they have harvey dent and that you can do with or without her in the movie the only thing you need her for is for her to die and for that to be the thing that triggers Harvey Dent into Two-Face. And yeah. like I said, you can have her for one scene. So I feel like there was other stuff at play there. Um, still, it doesn't, you know, it's it's still, it's fine. You know, it's whatever. I mean, The Dark Knight is one of the top five best made movies ever, you know? So it's not like recasting it ruined the movie or anything. It's just something to to to, you know, make note of that's a little bit off. Yeah, and it, you know, and I agree. Like recasting always does bug me because you're just like, because obviously it's like in, in the movie they can't stop to explain it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like immediately you just see her and you're like, God, she just like yeah, she, it's like totally two different actresses. You know, like they look way different. Active, like yeah, I just yeah. So I think we're both in agreement that you know the Batman Nolan series is always going to be you know special. But um, but let's talk about some of the other ones. So we, we already kind of talked about Batman 89 with Michael Keaton. And then Tim Burton did the sequel, which was Batman Returns. And I think five years ago, if you had asked me about Batman Returns, I would have said that I like it a lot. But I did revisit it not that long ago. 
And honestly, I felt like it was kind of boring at times. And Batman is not in that movie very much. You know, it's really like a penguin movie and a Catwoman movie, Catwoman movie. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's much, much campier than I remembered. I think when I was a kid, I thought that, you know, the Batman 89 and Batman Returns were kind of like dark and brooding, but and like looking back on them now, no, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty campy and pretty, you know, they're not the Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin campy or, you know, Adam West campy, but they're not the dark broody movies that I thought they were. Yeah, no. And I agree. I, I think, you know, we were younger when we first saw them and, and it, it was probably just seemed that way more when we were younger. Yeah. Um, I still think, um, I agree. Anne Hathaway is definitely the best Catwoman, but I do Not like Halle Michelle Berry, Pfeiffer. though. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, my god! I don't think I've seen I've seen that movie probably once in my life when it first came out. I don't, I don't think, think I could even sit through it. I don't think I've ever I, seen it. I don't. I don't think I, I. I think I probably watched it when it first came out, and that was it. But uh, you know, seeing Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, though I, I do like her character even yeah just no you know she's the best part of that movie i think i mean danny devito is a perfect penguin but but, um um but yeah i think michelle pfeiffer was was great in that role but and one one of the most iconic scenes is her doing all those fucking like back handsprings like yep out of the fucking explosion and then she like lands she's like meow it's it's a little (laughs) it's a little like goofy though it's like she falls out of a window like and becomes a cat like i don't get it like <laughs> it, it, you know it doesn't really make sense but i mean whatever you know i think I, that's the thing is you know in the nolan movies you don't have to do this but i think you have to kind of suspend any believability to to get on board with some of those earlier ones well and you know it, it's probably to our perception changing a little bit after seeing the nolan movies yeah absolutely. you know because you're like wow that's what they can do with this you know yeah, like that's yeah. fucking amazing and then you, you do see that and you're like yeah but but also yeah i mean there is a certain appreciation i have too for like danny devito's penguin role and and i mean i, I fucking love danny devito anyways um sure. and but you're right i mean you know you go back and there's still like those classic batmans and i and i still love michael keaton in the roles batman yeah and everything but it, i'm it's... so excited for michael keaton coming back to play batman like he's going to be in this new flash movie and then they already announced that he's going to be in this uh, Batgirl series they're doing on HBO Max. And I think that's kind of kind of be like a Batman Beyond thing. Like he's going to be the older Bruce Wayne training like the new generation of Bat. And I think that's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited to see him back. Yeah, no, I hope I hope they that, you know, they bring him back and like utilize him well, you know, that yeah. he does like, re- you know, really good because I mean, Fuck, we already saw this year like how much we loved seeing you know Toby Maguire and Andrew right. Garfield, you know like so I'm hoping we get the same level of nostalgia there you know and, and really get to see him yeah so and, going going from the two Tim Burton movies we get two Joel Schumacher movies and Joel Schumacher is a good director you know he made The Lost Boys he made Phone Booth like he made a he played a bunch of movies that I really like. Um, Batman Forever does have like a special place in my heart. You know, I think Jim Carrey is great as the Riddler. Um, we already talked about, you know, our like of our liking of 
Val Kilmer. Um, I like Chris O'Donnell a lot. And I don't mind him in the role of Robin. I do think that when you get to Batman and Robin, like just everything about that movie was so awful, you know, like (laughs) literally there's not even a plot to that movie. It's just a series of one-liners and puns the entire movie, mostly by Arnold, but um, there's just big big name actors like, you know, these performances. I mean, you've got Alicia Silverstone coming off of Clueless and um, uh, The Crush and some like big movies and she's Batgirl and it's just, it's wasted, you know? And Chris O'Donnell's a good actor, you know? George Clooney's a good actor. Arnold is at the time the biggest movie star in the world. You know, you got yeah. Uma Thurman in there. You've got a terrible version of Bane. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I mean, Batman and Robin, it's, it's like, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, like, oh, oh, oh. Well, and that was like the point too, where it was like a Spider-Man 3 type deal work where, I mean, yeah. Spider-Man 3 was still way well, right. That, that's actually but, a movie at least. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but like, my point is like, all they introduce so many characters and like it just was all over the place and not like fucking it wasn't really coherent and you don't really you know like it just that was the thing with that movie it's like also and they try to make it so big and we're talking have all these like villains and this and it just never felt yeah right at any point and what's funny because you know i think you know even though you've got different batmans and and things like that i believe all four of those are supposed to be like you know the same thing you know if you've got the same alfred you've got the same gordon like throughout all four movies um it's weird that in every one of those four movies bruce has a different girlfriend she always finds out that he's batman and then nowhere to be found in the next movie so there's just all, <laughs> there's all these women out there just who just know that he's batman and we never hear from them again yeah they, what does he murder them or like, right <laughs> like what's really under the back cave like right like bodies of your exes that, so they don't talk like what? yeah it's like some john wayne gacy shit like <laughs> like yeah because like i had none of you guys all had such good breakups that they yeah. kept your secret forever right. like I, I don't know like, so, that's a little goofy but whatever um speaking of goofy flashing back to you know i'm seven years old it's saturday morning I get up at six o'clock because the original Batman series is on and that, that series is just fun. You know, there's, there's no substance there. There's no plot. It's just strictly a fun time, especially when I was a kid watching Saturday morning cartoons, you know, yeah, that that's a live action cartoon for sure. And uh, you know, I love Adam West. I love Burt Ward. Um, I love the the Batman movie they did where you've got Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, and Riddler all teaming up to try to take down Batman and Robin, you know? And I like um I almost wonder, and we'll talk about uh the Matt Reeves, the Batman in a minute, but um, you know, that we already know in that one you've got three of those four. So I kind of I almost like wonder like, is is there a chance that we're gonna see all four of them in the same movie again at some point? But you know, to be continued. We'll get back to that. But, but yeah, so I, I love that original series when I was a kid. I've loved seeing um, them pop up in like 
other Batman and Robin type things over the years. A lot of times it's like a little cameo or things like that. Burt Ward has done a few of those like CW shows also, which I like seeing him, you know, unfortunately Adam West passed, but, um, <clears throat> and you talked about, you know, him and family guy and stuff, but, uh, you know, he, like, he was definitely the first Batman I knew and I'll always think of him as Batman and, uh, you know, pow, bam, you know, that was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just fun. You know, yeah. like I said, I was seven years old and I, and I remember getting up at six o'clock on Saturday mornings because, that's the only time that, you know, it's not like that show was still on. It, it was in, it came out in like 1967, I think, or something. So um, they were definitely repeats on like Nickelodeon or something, but I I definitely saw every episode of that series. And it, what's funny about it is it's like you said, it, there wasn't a lot of substance. Cause like, I mean, it's not like it's a show where you're sitting here remembering these like major story lines. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, to this day, like, and it, it was, it was just like a fun type kind of goofy almost yeah the pow bam yeah. you know but um but yeah i mean everyone knows adam west is batman yeah yeah so we already i i, I brought up mark hamill and kevin conroy you know batman the animated series i love like that that's really like a gritty cool series batman mask of the phantasm is one of my favorite batman movies and they're actually bringing back batman the animated series um, with Kevin Conroy coming back and Bruce Tim, who made the series. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And I can't wait for that. Um, nice. But, but, you know, and it's funny because I've told you before how I'm not really an animation person yet. I'm always talking about these animated things too. <laughs> but also like, it's funny too, to, to see um, a lot of these like animated DC shows are either rated r or yeah. I, I feel like a couple or nc-17 even yeah that, <laughs> like, that Har- they have a harley quinn series that is like hard r for sure yeah and it's funny that that uh you know like when you see like the real movies they're like pg-13 most of the time and then yeah. like they got these animated series that are just like brutal r-rated movies yeah you know all right so let's talk about Zack snyder um, we, you know, obviously we both talked about how we're a big fan of his version of the Justice League, but he kicked off this reboot of Batman with BVS. Um, so what did you think of that movie? And like, what did you like, what do you think of that incarnation of like bringing Batman back? You know, I, I mean, I was, I, I think I was always excited to see Batman come back. I, I just love Batman anyways, but right. um Yes, that movie did have a lot of problems. I don't think I disliked it as much as a lot of other people did. Like, I'm not going to sit here and defend it and say it was like a good movie by any means. But um, I I, I really didn't think it was as bad as like some people think it was. And I actually appreciated some of the things like when you see more from a different perspective of like, because okay, when you see Superman, you're like Superman's defending Earth he's a great guy blah blah then when you see it from like everyday people's perspective and you see like bruce wayne down there in the middle of it and like just cities being destroyed people die you know like you were like huh you know like you you kind of feel for him in that scenario you're like yeah Yeah. i mean that's kind of like i mean seeing it from the street level and like being there and witnessing it and like realizing how powerful he is on this world and how much damage he can do and the enemies he can bring and stuff like i did like that 
part mm-hmm. of it because mm-hmm. um, it was a little different. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it, it's, it's there, there, there were issues, a lot of issues and I, I can't sit here and say it was a good movie. I, I just didn't dislike it as much as some yeah. other people did. Yeah, I think I think I'm right there with you. My I think my biggest problem with it is just I they tried to cram too much into it. You know, like they they had to set up the Justice League without earning it, you know? Like that would be like in the first Iron Man where if you're trying to introduce Thor and Cap and Hulk and all these other things, like it's it's Marvel did it right, you know. They gave each one of these people their their own movie. And when these movies started coming out, like we didn't we didn't ever know that they were building to the Avengers, you know, it was maybe hinted at, but it seemed like a pipe dream that you would have all these like standalone movie blockbuster movies with these like movie stars joining together in one team up movie, you know, it had never been done. It didn't seem like something that could happen. And I felt like DC tried to cheat that, you know, they, they had man of steel. Then they decide, okay, well, how about this? Let's just put Batman and Superman together in a movie, which is a cool idea. I mean, everybody's always talked about what if it was Batman versus Superman, but then you throw Wonder Woman into, and I love, you know, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and, and her, her movies have, the second one was not, not good, but the, the first <laughs> one was not bad. Um, and I like her as Wonder Woman, but you know, that that's enough right there. But then you've got to have this scene where Barry, Barry Allen comes in as the flash and you've got to have this scene where Jason Momoa is in there as Aquaman and, um, you know, it just felt like they were they were trying too much to set up the Justice League stuff without really earning it to me. And and obviously, you know, the fact that and this is, you know, much joked about, but the thing that snaps Superman out of his little trance is the fact that both their moms are named Martha is kind of <laughs> stupid. You know, it, it, it's just so cheap. It really is like it's like, really, that's what that's what did it. but but i'll take it because we get Zack snyder's justice league which i feel like you know we couldn't have that without them setting all this stuff up in batman versus superman so i'll take it you know i don't i don't love his movies and i don't love those that series of movies but i also don't hate them you know so so i think that's that um so you want to talk about the Batman a little bit before we go? Yeah, I mean, um, it's funny because I I honestly have kind of avoided really any stories or any yeah. teaser trailers or Me anything because I, I don't want to know much about it. Uh, I've seen a couple stills of like Paul Dano and, uh, you know, and, and um, um Colin Farrell is Penguin and Colin Farrell unrecognizable as the Penguin. Yes. And so I'm hoping that it's going to be like, I'm not expecting, obviously, I don't think it's going to be like a Heath Ledger type transformation, but I'm hoping that that's kind of the, you know, acting we're going to get from, like, it's going to be more real and more like we're going to see these as like believable. Well, yeah. and, Paul, you know, Paul Dano and, for sure Paul Dano is a fantastic actor and I yeah. think he's going to have a really interesting take on the Riddler and that's the thing too like seeing him like I just seen the still of him and I'm like oh that's that's kind of crazy like and yeah. so I've tried to avoid 
as much as I can, like knowing too much about it. Because like, I, the only thing I remember is was probably like a year or two ago. Um, I remember it seemed like there was some confrontation between Robert Pattison and uh, Matt Reese, but I don't know if that was ever confirmed or if that was a thing. But you know, mm-hmm. I heard there was some kind of arguing, you know, creative differences, whatever. But um, I have actually really grown to like Robert Pattinson in movies. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he started off as like, obviously in the twilight movies and stuff, but to me, I'm, I'm almost looking at him as he might be like a Leonardo DiCaprio type actor where like Leonardo DiCaprio, you see him, you know, you go back and watch Titanic. I mean, and he has said like a million times and he's like, he didn't want to be typecast in that type yeah. of role. And he could easily been, and he stepped back and he, I mean, and now you look at him and you look at the fucking roles he's had right. over the years and you're like, damn, and so Robert Pattinson, I think, is kind of doing the same thing. Like he could have been just like that Twilight heartthrob type, typecast, you know. But now he's been in roles that I've really liked him in, actually, you know, recently. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to give this gritty, dark performance, you know. And, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a different kind of Batman. It's more of like an emo type Batman, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, like you, I've avoided every other day they've got a new trailer out for it and it's like i already know i want to see the movie what do i need to like watch this new trailer for so since that original first trailer you know like three years ago because this movie has been delayed for so long so long um you know and i watched that like 50 times when it came out with that nirvana song like that was a chilling trailer Um, yeah but yeah so I'm, i'm excited to see it you know you talked about paul dano colin farrell i'm i'm excited to see zoe kravitz as uh catwoman I'm excited to see Andy Serkis as Alfred. You know, they got a they got a good cast. I'm a huge Matt Reeves fan, you know, so I have total faith in him. Um, people scoffed at Pattinson's being cast. People scoffed at Ben Affleck being cast. And we already talked about people scoffed at Heath Ledger being cast. So yep. I, I, I'm 100% on board. I think Rob Pattinson is a really good actor. Even in the terrible Twilight movies, I always liked him. Um, and I've always liked him in anything else I've seen. So I have complete confidence that it's going to be good. Um, so like I said, we, we know we got Penguin. We know we got Riddler. We know we got Catwoman. What, what's the, what, what are the possibilities? Do you think that we get a glimpse of some sort of Joker or a reference to Joker or something in this movie? I personally don't think so. Okay. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think the way that they're doing this movie is going to be well one they're thinking we already know we can't top Heath Ledger two the the next Joker was met with so much backlash and you know like Jared Leto got shit on and uh you know there was all that so now going into this I think they're going to try to establish some of the other characters and focus on uh more of Pattinson's like early back because it was to be like basically like year two for right. him yeah uh and go dive into that and depending on how well the movie actually is done and you know like and how successful it is maybe he comes back for a sequel and then that would be yeah. when they would introduce the joker because yeah. i i personally think that like i can see all these other villains being in the same movie but the Joker can have easily have his own movie 
I mean, be the only villain in the movie with maybe some other side characters, but like, you know, like I think with what they already have, I don't know that there would be, it would maybe be too much for them to also bring Joker in. I could be wrong. No, I I agree with you. I think if anything, we get kind of like the end of Batman begins where the playing card is there, you know, something like that, like a small reference. Um, I don't think that we see anybody in the role or anything like that because yeah, that's, that's just not what this movie is. I don't think. Um, And they, they have already talked about a sequel and, it's I think it's a foregone conclusion. This movie is going to be massive. The only question is, is it going to be like Spider-Man No Way Home massive or is it just going to be your run of the mill, like, you know, number one movie at the box office for the next three weeks? But it's it's going to do business for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about this? Do we see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed via flashback or mm. anything? I think if we do, it's definitely going to be just via flashback i don't think we're gonna see any um like set up actual scenes and like flash forward 10 years or anything like that like i think we're gonna be picking up in just year two basically like that and maybe we will see some flashbacks but i almost think we're not like i feel like it's just kind of gonna jump into his like already you know immersed in that world yeah you know like that's what i think too and i think that's smart i don't think you know when we we did when we did our spider-man retrospective like what did i say about the amazing spider-man it's like i didn't need to see uncle ben die again you know and it's the same thing here we we have we've seen batman's backstory 10 times we don't need to see that again so i think it's smart you know we don't need this to be year one like yeah this could be year two just pick up we know who batman is we know who bruce wayne is put us in this new story we don't need an origin for him and especially after the nolan movies it's like we saw more backstory in those movies than we've seen anywhere before you know and it's like so why now you know like you don't need to spend another 20 minutes showing this kind of shit like let's just go you know like we you know and that's the way i think it's gonna be but oh we don't have to wait long to find out if we're right because it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like T minus six days and we're, we're, we're roaring and ready to go. So I already got my tickets for Thursday night. And I need to get my tickets. I haven't bought them yet. <laughs> so, I'm excited. Uh, you got anything else? I think we covered a lot. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like we really drilled down into the Batman world and actors and characters and like, I think that was a really good setup for, you know, what we're going to see um, in the new movie. And I think we'll have plenty to talk about next week with the new movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think that, uh, that that's going to be a good show. I'm excited to break it down with you next week. So thanks to everyone who's tuned in for this. Hopefully you guys all had your own opinion on your Batman and Bruce Wayne and Joker list. Um if anybody tries to say Heath is not the best Joker, I will fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, thanks everybody. It's, it's been a good show. We'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.